Hi, welcome to episode 558 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and once again, my New Year's resolution is to stop doing this podcast. It might come true at the rate I'm going. In every episode of the Fantastic Forecast, I'll be talking about a different issue of the Fantastic Four, starting with issue 1 and going all the way to issue 645. Today is Fantastic Four 558 from August 2008. Death of the Invisible Woman, Part 1, The New Defenders, by Mark Millar and Brian Hitch. And so a beaten and battered Dr. Doom shows up at the Baxter building, asking to see Reed Richards right away. You know, he probably encountered some kind of super menace, but wouldn't it be funny if he just got mugged? Ben tells his girlfriend, the teacher, to take the kids away, away from Dr. Doom. And then, these three super-powered characters show up, telling Dr. Doom it's too late. There's this one armored uh, guy, or he's got metal skin, I can't tell the difference. There's another one who's a man, who looks like a male version of Frankie Ray, Nova. And then there's some young Asian girl, her power most likely, let me guess, some kind of uh, martial arts, just a hunch. Ben tries to punch the metal guy, but he grabs Ben and rams him into the floor. Meanwhile, Franklin leads his sister and the nanny and the teacher away. I remember the nanny's name, Tabitha, but not the teacher's. Franklin leads them off to the panic room. You know, if the panic room is so safe, they should make the entire headquarters into a big panic room. Ben tries to smack this big piece of machinery down on the three bad guys, but they have a force field that protects them. The fire-headed guy says, Is that the best you can do, Rockman? Or Brickman? Or whatever the hell you call yourself? Does this mean that the three people are from another planet because they don't know who the thing is? Or is this just indicative of the fading popularity of the Fantastic Four in the 21st century? The firehead guy raises his hand and says, Our turn. He shoots Ben with a ray. Ben goes flying through the wall through another building, through another building, and lands inside a fourth building. So the three bad guys gather around Dr. Doom, and they say they have to get him back to the base, to the doctor, who's going to be furious with them for letting Dr. Doom get away. Oh, there's a doctor involved. Dr. Octopus? Uh, nah. Dr. Strange? Probably not. Dr. Druid? We could only hope, but probably not. Dr. Castle? Eh, maybe. We'll see. So they look into the video cameras, and in the panic room, Franklin and Valeria and the two women are watching, and the flaming guy with a flaming head says, It's okay, boys and girls. The bad guys are going away now. So an hour later, Reed is there, and he's reviewed the video footage, and he's cross-referenced it with his computers, but he can't figure out who those three people were. Miss Green... Ben's teacher friend is freaking out. She's shaking. She's not doing very well. Clearly, she is not girlfriend material for a member of the Fantastic Four. But then again, she was never a good girlfriend material for Ben Grimm. Miss Deneuve, the nanny applicant, is cool and calm, not freaked out at all by what happened. She tells Sue that maybe they can arrange another interview sometime. Sue says that she handled the kids very well during the situation, and if she wants it, 
The job is hers. So just like that, the kids have a new nanny. I have a feeling it's not going to last very long. Reed, Sue ought to really do a better check, background check on this lady before she hires her. A ship lands in the trashed up uh, hangar, and the Wasp and the Green and uh, She-Hulk, they get out. They're supposed to meet with Sue for one of their Friends of Miss America charity meetings. Sue tells them to help themselves to some coffee. She'll be with them in a few minutes. Ben helps Mrs. Green out with her coat, and she turns down a ride from Ben in the Fantastic Car and says she'll call Ben tomorrow. Who turns down a ride in the Fantastic Car? That's crazy. So instead, she's going to go ride the subway home? Oh, take a hint, Ben. She's just not into you. She leaves the, the building, and Ben says to himself, Aw, nuts. If Vic Von Doom just cost me a girlfriend, I swear I'm going to choke the bum. So outside, some dude pulls up in a car, and he says to Miss Green, I was just wondering how long you were going to spend with that freak. I guess that must be her real boyfriend? Oh, I knew it. School teachers can't be trusted. Later, at the raft on Rikers Island, a prison facility, Reed is reviewing the videotape of the three strangers who came in and absconded with Dr. Doom in 36 seconds. And they wonder why Dr. Doom tried to escape and contact Reed. Somebody mentions that Dr. Noom is going to be seething when he finds out he's been kidnapped by the new Defenders. Yeah, that is kind of embarrassing, but it could be worse. He could have been kidnapped by the champions. They bring in this guy, a former S.H.I.E.L.D. psychic, Mintalo. I believe, he, I believe he's a B-list villain in the Marvel Universe, like, forever. Since, like, the 1960s, I think. Mintalo says he knows what these three people are planning to do. He knows who the hooded man is, but he won't reveal who they are. But he says they work for a noble endeavor, and their leader is a very old friend indeed. Meanwhile, Johnny's band is meeting for rehearsal, and his girlfriend, the blue-haired super thief, shows up saying that she got off work early and asked Johnny if, she's, if he's seen that day's newspaper. Johnny thinks she's talking about the story about Dr. Doom. Johnny says that Dr. Doom tries to kill them every other week, so it's no big deal. But she points out there's another story on page 11 about a string of bank robberies. Three robberies in a single night. She really is going out of her way to make Johnny uncomfortable. If you're a bank robber and you're dating a superhero, keep your trap shut about your various crimes. You know, when I'm dating someone, I don't tell them about my crimes. And my crimes are 50, 558 episodes of this podcast. Johnny pulls her out of the room saying they need to talk. He tells her that he thinks she's hot, but and, and she's a monster in bed. Don't forget that, that's important. But the, the thing about her being an evil supervillain is making him uncomfortable. She says, so what are you going to do? Toss me in jail now that, the, now that you've had your fun? You know, dating a criminal sounds like a really good idea. I mean, you date for a while, and when you're in the mood to break up, you just call 911 instead. Ah. Uh, Breaking up is so hard to do. Calling 911 is so easy. Johnny says they should break up, and she should consider stopping her crime spree before she does end up in jail. By the way, how does she get away with robbing all these banks in New York City? A city packed with superheroes. She asks him if he ever thought about why she needs all that money. Oh, let me guess. It's to save an orphanage 
most likely. Johnny wonders if the money's for drugs, and she says, My dad was right. You are a total idiot. Who's her dad? She goes outside. Johnny tries to stop her, but she flies away. Of course, Johnny can fly too, so he's not trying too hard to stop her. So at night, at the Baxter building, Sue is finally doing that background check on Miss Deneuve, and her references are impeccable. As are mine, but that doesn't mean anything. References can be deceiving. People, people can be bribed. Next, we see Miss Deneuve sitting, in, sitting by Valeria's crib. Still in a crib. She's just a normal kid, normal little girl, in a crib. Just a normal, non-offensive, non-annoying little girl. But that's about to change. Deneuve says to Valeria that she switched off the baby monitor and they can talk freely. You know, up to this point, Valeria hasn't said very much. How did you know? Valeria asks. Deneuve says that according to her calculations, Valeria's intelligence took a quantum leap three months ago, and she's not as smart as her father yet, but she's close. Ah, uh, I couldn't remember who was responsible for super genius Valeria, my least favorite comic book character, probably of all time. Of course, leave it up to Mark Millar to ruin the Fantastic Four. Like he hasn't, doesn't, like he hasn't done enough damage already. Mark Millar took over the book, and he was like, You know what this book needs? A Wesley Crusher-style child genius, only younger, much, much younger. Deneuve tells Valeria she doesn't need to hide her intelligence from her parents. They will be supportive. Valeria says, no, they won't. My mom will feel alienated, and the family dynamic will be thrown into flux. Oh, how I hate her. Just like that, I hate her. She says it might, it might also drive a wedge between her dad and Franklin. She's done the projections. It's best for everyone if she keeps it a secret. Miss Deneuve says, You know who I am, don't you? Beneath this silly facade. Huh, let me guess. Agatha Harkness? The witch nanny? Is my guess. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. Maybe I'll turn the page and find out. I turn the page? Nope, we don't find out. I think so, Valeria says. Then trust me, Deneuve replies. We don't find out who she is yet in this issue. So elsewhere, at the Defender's secret base, the three people who kidnapped Dr. Doom are there, and Johnny's ex-girlfriend, the thief, is there as well, chatting with her dad, the yellow guy with the flaming head. She was using that stolen money to pay for their secret base. They discuss whether or not it was wise for her to even be dating Johnny Storm, but they conclude nothing was compromised. Their leader agrees. The leader is the doctor, the doctor mentioned earlier. Dr. Banner, the Hulk. This must be during one of those phases when he was smart. He had Bruce's brain, Bruce's brain in his big green body. He says, relax, everything is going as planned. And that is the end of the issue. The invisible woman hasn't died yet. Coming next time. I bet you are wondering who these new defenders are. What? You mean you don't care? Well shit, what's the point of talking about it? Why do they want to kill Doctor Doom? Johnny and his band get to perform on a live TV show. Even though they haven't performed in public before, as far as I can tell. Seems like an odd jump. And guess who Johnny fights next issue? 
No, it's not Paul Schaefer. It's his ex-girlfriend. Because, yeah, of course they have to fight now. I saw that one coming down Broadway. Actually, they do fight on Broadway. And does the invisible woman die? Spoilers, no she doesn't. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, Dave Elliott at podcastff. And you can download other episodes of iTunes and find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. Happy New Year, kids. This podcast is over. How I wish you could see the potential, the potential of you and me. It's like a book elegantly bound, but in a language that you can't read just yet. You gotta spend some time, love. You gotta spend some time with me. Love, I will possess your heart